This is Just Place from Mile High Report, inviting you to follow me on my journey to Canton, Ohio, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Champ Bailey. And after Brady gets it away, he's picked. He's picked in the end zone. It's Bailey. Bailey taking off, and he gets away from the one man who had a shot at him. Talk about a game changer, Bailey. Pat Bowen. One thing I want to say here tonight is only four words. This one's for John. Welcome to a special edition of Something Something Broncos. I am joined today by Tim Lynch and not Lori Lattimore Volkman. She is on assignment in California. Uh, joining us in her stead is Casey Barrett, photographer for milehighreport.com. Uh, today we are brought to you by the Wood Spring Suites of Akron. All the other hotels in Canton, Ohio were booked. So if you want to find us, Casey and I are going to canton ohio for the pro football hall of fame induction the game the group photo the fashion show the parade the no no the fashion show you're you're, you're out on the fashion show you're not going to the fashion show no because the group photo is like 15 minutes uh before the fashion show starts that is excellent planning that's maybe why we've never heard of the canton ohio <laughs> fashion show <laughs> before uh, and we are leaving bright and early. Uh, I, I arrive in Canton at uh, around nine o'clock. Now, Casey, you're you're on a different flight. You're flying in from Colorado, and you should be there about one forty-five ish. One forty-five ish. That's right. And so, uh, for, for those not familiar with Canton, it is uh, it is just outside of Cleveland, uh, just outside of Akron, kind of its own little area in the middle of kind of nowhere like without the hall of fame there really would be no reason to go there um which is funny because they had a uh, a uh a football franchise in the 1920s the canton bulldogs which is why it's all there so good on them for having a football team a long time ago that folded so casey what are your thoughts on this like what, what are your thoughts on the trip what are your thoughts on getting there what are what are you looking forward to Super excited to be going for one. I mean, back in March, uh, there was a few of us within my family that were like, oh, we should go, you know, Pat Bowen and Champ Bailey, get two Broncos going in and that's highly unusual for one. And then also extremely exciting, especially given uh, Champ Bailey's status with, uh, with the team after coming over with that trade from Washington uh, years back. And then of course, Pat Bowen, you know, and he's basically, well, in my entire life, the only owned team I've known for the Broncos has been a, a Pat Bowen owned team. So uh, that's incredibly awesome. Um, we were pitching to Tim about credentials and then they approved us for that. And that was uh, <laughs> wonderfully surprising. Um, and then, of course, to get the uh, approval through uh, the Broncos to go to the game, that's just triple awesome. And, uh, so I'm not looking forward to getting up so early and flying out of Denver at 545 to go through Baltimore back to Cleveland. That's not something I'm looking forward to. But uh, pretty much every... Miles. Get, get those miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get I got a, a fat stack of miles now. So, Tim, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff for Mile High Report, right? I mean, like, you're not just sending us out there. With that expense account, yes. to do nothing. Right? Like like the 2017-18 seasons, you got the two star rating on that hotel. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was told we've earned it. 
<laughs> there might be some sort of meth trafficking going on because it is not the greatest area in town. So, Casey, pick up a bag of fertilizer on your way in, would you? Well, so I can blend in. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know. So what a lot of people don't know is that Casey and I will be sharing a room again. And I want you to know that despite my best efforts, all that's in there is a king-size bed. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out where everybody's going. Uh, it should be fine. Uh, if we do need ice, though, Casey, you're the guy. You go down there. I would advise putting on shoes because you never know who's going to be hanging out there by the ice machine or, or you know. On second thought, let's let's talk the game. You're, you're going to be there with us uh, on podcasts and and helping in out spirit. With all the Mile High Report uh, articles and everything, the photos and all that that we're going to be putting on the site. We're going to have a ton of content. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game is our first preseason game. Um, I'm sure a lot of the staff will be writing posts about the game and that kind of thing. We'll do the live blog and you know, get some tweets out and photos and, and all that good stuff. It's just going to be a bunch of guys fighting for roster spots. So it'll be fun from from a perspective of you know trying to figure out how the Broncos are going to fill out the back end of their roster. The depth chart was released earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was relieved that Casey Kreider has the long snap <laughs> sewn up. They don't even need anybody behind uh, You him. know it's what? Just... They might need to use him in place of Connor McGovern because he's had a lot of snapping issues and it's becoming a concern. They're even talking about maybe taking his job away if he can't clean it up. So, you know, Casey I Kreider. witnessed some of that at the practice on Saturday. Yeah. There's a few of them that were just uh, – it's a good thing that Flacco's so tall, basically. <laughs> Casey, you were at the stadium practice just right. uh, a, a couple days ago. Is I was. There, aside from Connor McGovern's, is there anything else that you saw there that we should keep an eye on for the Hall of Fame game? The tight end race. There's uh, – the, the, the tight ends have been um, – they've been battling, and they've all been working real hard. I've noticed a lot of them were making some catches that uh, some of the receivers weren't making. They were uh, – their effort was much higher uh, as far as uh, the individual groups are concerned, uh, yeah, just from what I saw. That's going to be one of our more interesting specialty positions that I think is – is going to be up for grabs. I mean, the 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 one and two spot are just going to be. It's just a big question mark of who's going to be one and two because I don't think there's a really super anything definitive. Um, uh, Jake Butt did he didn't have, he didn't wear pads to the practice, but he was doing uh, quite a few drills. Well, I noticed on the depth chart that it was um, Jeff Hewerman's number one, Noah Fans number two, then it was Troy Fumagalli at three, and he made Jake... a couple of great catches at during the eleven on elevens. Jake Butt, who hasn't. He practiced the first three days and has not practiced in seven practices since. Is still ahead of of Austin Fort on the depth chart. And Fort is a guy that seems to keep showing up in the highlight reels. I think he'll get on the practice squad, but, you know, I think they found a gem in that guy. Bug Howard was has been injured as well. I, I just don't feel like if Jake Buck can't get back on the field, he's not going to make this team. I, I have a feeling they're going to keep Austin Fort, and they're going to roll on the active roster. They'll roll with... Uh, Hewerman, Noah Fant, and Fumagalli. But tight end is definitely the biggest battle. I think I agree with you there. It's been... It's a unique phenomenon to like have, you know, training camp start and um, and you have that enthusiasm for all the players. And then it seems like every year there's like one guy and you just feel that enthusiasm just like slowly evaporate and dry up. And then it's just like, 
I like you guy, but you gotta play, you gotta show up. Like, where are you? Like, I mean, I I loved that you signed the the sponsorship deal with Charmin. I want you to be on the field so that I can see you slinging toilet paper, man. Like, get out there and <laughs> make a name for honey. yourself. You've already got a name for yourself. Like, go out and use it, you know. Yeah. But thankfully, we've got five preseason games. He's hope they that he has a plan or that they have a plan but as it is right now i mean it's not looking too good for old he's got to get on the field by the second preseason game or i think it might be just it might be over for him you know he's if uh fumagalli keeps playing or keeps playing the way he's practicing um then yeah it'll be it'll be a much harder decision come cut time for the coaches and then there's the quarterbacks. There's, I mean, we're going to see Kevin Hogan, like Mike Kliss, uh, uh, one of our colleagues who will be at the Hall of Fame uh, enshrinement and Hall of Fame game. He tweeted earlier, uh, friend of the show, by the way, uh, that he, that uh, Kevin Hogan will indeed be the starter, followed by Locke and Rippon. There will be no Flacco. I'm excited to see Locke. Like, can we just kind of skip over Hogan? Like, we don't really like. No one wants to see that. Like, why are we? Why are we doing that? I mean, I, I his mom, yes, but I'm sure even some of his friends are excited to see Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Drew Locke and Brett Rippon show. We want to see those two rookies. See who's. I ha- it just feels like it's going to be Flacco, Locke, and Rippon, and Hogan's going to be. Is that Batman? <laughs> it is. Does this mean you have to go put the suit on? Is it is now the time to go put the suit on? Or <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, the sun's still out. That's when you're like, ah! <laughs> for those for those of you unaware, you are actually oh, yeah. a hospital Batman, right, Casey? Yeah, correct. Tell us about Tell it. Tell us about it, yeah. Really, really long story short, I ended up wanting to volunteer at Children's Hospital as uh, some of the character, or as a character. I had seen what it had done for other kids at the hospital and so i uh I finally ended up with a really cool batman suit and uh, for the last three years i've been volunteering at children's hospital um as batman try to get there about once a month is um, that there in, in in denver or yeah in aurora they've got satellite campuses all over there, but that's where their main campus is all right so those of you listening to the podcast like do something good for your community like casey like he's he's changing the world one kid at a time and that's freaking amazing we need more of that in the world like mm-hmm. like do it casey don't be like tim don't be like tim he has a mattress right now wedged up against the wall behind him i don't know where that mattress has been i don't know but where, i do know that where casey i keep is my batman. gold I keep my gold <laughs> under that mattress <laughs> on a side note uh casey has promised me that i can wear the batman <laughs> outfit <laughs> while we are sharing the room and i may i actually may be the one to wear it as i go to the ice machine because that would be amazing real quick on the game though i just want to touch um yes i am looking forward to seeing Locke. everything i saw from him at the stadium practice was you could see in his face that he was enjoying the moment uh with some confidence the one interview he did with the media kept just looking around the stadium like it was something special and i think that uh, he's one of those guys that um, his uh, understanding of the opportunity that's been given to him. And I think that uh, as long as he just does what his abilities will allow him to do, I think he's going to be a, a good showing for the Broncos in the preseason. Oh, he man. looks like non-douchey Jay Cutler. If a magical shaman came and was and did like, you know, from um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, like, they're <laughs> like, Kalima! You know, and, and, and pulled the douchiness right out of Jay Cutler, you'd have Drew Locke. 
I'll take something that shocked me with Drew Locke was when he took his helmet off, his hair was still like perfect. Uh, Well, that's that's Flacco's influence right there. (laughs) I was just gonna Uh, say that the douche meter went up a little bit for when he's uh, when Casey said that. (laughs) Oh no, for for me or him? No, No, for for Drew Locke. Oh, he still said he still did everything with a smile, so I mean, it didn't really go up that much maybe maybe like half a peg but it's it's pretty impressive the way i mean I, when i started taking pictures of him i was like his stare his hair still looks just the way it did when he came out look no different even like kind of feathered up how does he do that we're gonna have to get an interview yeah right I, if i get a moment at the hall of fame game and i'll be like excuse me how is your hair so perfect <laughs> out of the helmet what did you do is it is it is it natural you put so glow in there like what's in there just let your so glow now you're dating yourself. I know. I, <laughs> it's I, like the prom. No. <laughs> we could go to McDougal's. Um, okay, so. Wait, wait, wait. As though, as, oh, go ahead. Yes. What do I'm, you I'm just going to warn you, you're going to have editing issues because I'm having a, I'm having Windows problems and it keeps popping up. Bring, you have an error. And so just, when you see that when you're editing, I'm sorry. I have no control uh, over Windows and the bullshit that it puts me through. Oh, you should get a Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to know what that is, unfortunately. Yeah, so do I. I'm just, I'm just going to say you don't have any of these issues with the Commodore 64. I wouldn't be able to run this fucking program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you could play Frogger, and that's all you need. As though it's not enough that the Denver Broncos are playing on Thursday, there is also something else going on on Saturday, and it is kind of the purpose for all of this. It is the Hall of Fame enshrinement class of 2019. Champ Bailey, Pat Bolin, they're getting their due. They're getting their busts. They're both getting jackets. They're both getting rings, and we're going to be there. Casey, what are you most looking forward to about the Hall of Fame enshrinement? Um, there, there's, there's a couple things that, um, definitely were in my, have been, been in my mind since, uh, we started this whole process was, uh, when we found out that Pat Bone was getting in, that was exciting since his passing. Um, I can only imagine that it's going to be even more special for everybody in attendance. And I also believe that with that, we're going to see a lot more, uh, former Broncos, uh, at this ceremony than maybe we would have had he just, had he been able to attend. Um, I think there's going to be, I mean, we're talking what 34 years of ownership. Yeah, a lot of great players. You know, you know, Steve Atwater will be there. Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, Rod Smith. I all expect great... almost everybody from the from the Super Bowl championship teams yeah. to be there. Um, John Elway will be there. It's confirmed. <laughs> be there. Be He's got to be there. Like, Are you sure about that? I don't know. Greek will be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Greek's that's presenting. Gonna be, He's that's going to uh, be. I think that's going to be an emotional speech. Yeah. I just pulled this in off the Twitter. Uh, breaking news: the entire 2019 squad for the Denver Broncos will be there. Okay. I didn't get that notification. Are you sure? Uh, they will all be there because they have to be there. They have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which hotel they're staying at. Uh, it's probably not in Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, hello, checking in. Uh, could we have the LeBron James suite, please? <laughs> it's got a hot tub next to the king-size bed. And by hot yeah. tub, we mean the tub leaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many oh. hotel jokes can we fit in one podcast? I know, I know, I know. I'm going to have to be upset when it turns out to be a really nice place. This is important. Okay, so I 
have been driving Uber for the last four or five months to pay for this trip uh, because I have a problem with souvenirs and <laughs> food and uh, and so I, I I show up places and I'm j- I want to buy everything all of it and so I, I I'm gonna I'm going to come home with so much crap it's going to be amazing like I, yeah. I'm, I you're leaving mark with my an words, empty suitcase right yes that struck yeah. me today actually this morning it, I, it hit me that uh, I was planning on on dinner and stuff that we're gonna have and uh, you know different kind of expenses for food and stuff and then uh I was like, what about all the crap I'm going to buy? All the memorabilia. It's like, you can't skip on, skip on something like this. You and I need to share videos on how to act, uh, protectively pack commemorative plates. Because I have a feeling we're going to get the whole set. Like at the Bradford Exchange. Like we want all those. We want the salad plates. I want, I want the punch bowl with Pat Bowen's face on the bottom. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame because I've never been before and I've seen, I always watch every year, but I'm very excited because I'm going to see all these luminaries that I, that I have uh, idolized since I was a child, like all the Broncos that are going to be there. Um, I'm going to be sitting among the media, which means I cannot wear any gear. I cannot wear the jersey. I cannot wear any of that. I will have my uh, Broncos shirt that I wear for every game. I will have it hidden underneath a button-down. They say there is no cheering in the press box. Um, I cannot guarantee that I will not get a little misty, a little teary-eyed, because I am so freaking excited about it. We'll be... Sorry, it's still not dark out. I don't need to leave. You, you tell Robin you're doing a podcast right now, and you you cannot be reached. Is there anybody that you would be surprised, former Bronco, to not show up? I okay. So we get those. We, we've gotten a bunch of emails about the former players that will be there and won't be there. Um, I early on, I I saw that Terrell Davis wasn't on the list, and he was like the noticeable omission. And so I find it hard to believe that he won't be there. I, I bet he just didn't RSVP with like the. He's the still working with NFL Network, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, why he'll be there. He be there. Yeah, he's got to be. I uh, just found out from Casey that um, I did not need to buy my uh, uh, pass to the Hall of Fame uh, because I guess my media credential will get me in, which is super exciting. Uh, so I have I have a a, a, a ticket. Uh, and so maybe what I can do on Twitter before we go is because uh, I, if I don't need to pay to get in, I've got an extra one. I could through my Ohio report, just give it away to somebody who is going to be there. Um, yeah. If you're listening to the show, you tweet at me at J E Z R U and say, Hey, I want your ticket and I will give you my ticket. Assuming that Casey is correct and not lying to me about being able to get in for free. There you go. What's that called? That's called an Easter egg in the show, right? Yes. 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 You've made it this far. By God, we owe you something. <laughs> so on Saturday during the during the ceremony, you guys, you both will be tweeting out uh, updates at Jezru and then and then also at C Barrett ninety three and then obviously at Mile High Report uh, on Twitter. And then after the game, we'll do a post game uh, live stream, just kind of to interview you. And Casey, just kind of, you know, see what the experience was like, because uh, a lot of Bronco fans are going to be pretty happy that day. So I think that's going to be a fun kind of salute to Pat Bowen and Champ Bailey uh, to close out your guys' trip to to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous of you guys. This is 
it's so awesome to be able to see Pat. I mean, it's Pat Bowen, dude. It's like, it's John Elway getting into the Hall of Fame, and then Pat Bowen, and then everybody else, you know? Well, no, it's it's like the tandem. Like, it, it, yeah. I mean, really, like, in 2004 was, was John Elway, and we had the Hall of Fame game, and it was like, oh, my God, does it get any better? And it's like, this might just be a little bit better. Like, Yeah, because you're Champ Bailey and Pat Bowen. <laughs> in my horse tracks that I wrote um, on Sunday evening, I, I was like, can I say that? Can I say that this this has all the potential to be better than than the John Elway? And I mean, like that is a bold statement to be able to say. Like it's gonna come like, close. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When John Elway went in, I wa- I watched because I did not have cable and it was only broadcast on ESPN. I wept. I watched at uh, yeah, I went too. And I was at I was at a sports bar in <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, due to a technical glitch, we're gonna go ahead and uh, just just fast forward here to the mystery question and it's a very easy mystery question tim in light of all the hall of fame excitement with the hall of fame game the enshrinement in your mind who is this is very easy there's no wrong answer unless you get it wrong uh who in your mind is the most deserving bronco not in the hall of fame right now steve atwater that's it Steve Atwater, followed by Randy Gratishar. If you had to give three people, who would be the third? Who would be the third? Hmm. I mean, those are the two that I feel like until they're in, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, probably Lewis Wright or Lionel Taylor uh, from the old school Broncos. Lionel Taylor is an interesting pick. I, I, I'm kind of, I like Lionel Taylor. I do. What about Tom Jackson? Tom Jackson's a good I mean, pick. The thing with Lionel Taylor, he was the only offensive threat on that team, and he was triple covered, and he still caught 100 balls a year in 12 games. I mean, this dude, underrated, insanely talented superstar that's not in the Hall of Fame. One of the kind of cool things about Lionel Taylor is in the 1962 AFL All-Star game. Now I'm I'm reaching deep into my brain. Um they would have lost were it not for All-Star from the Broncos Frank Trapuca and All-Star from the Broncos Lionel Taylor. They connected I believe twice. Now I, I'm I'm having I'm pulling this from my brain. This is not printed out. This is all impromptu. I believe they connected twice. And were it not for their connections, the 1962 AFL All-Stars, the West would not have won over the East. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm fact-checking you live. Fact-check me. Fact-check me, B. Remember the AFL.com is taking forever to load. Lionel Taylor. Frank Trapuca of the Broncos led the West on an 89-yard touchdown drive for the winning score. He hit Denver teammate Lionel Taylor on passes of 7, 49, and 20. And this is why I'm excited to go to the Hall of Fame because I love this shit. Yeah, that's crazy. They won 21-14. So And it was Trapuca to Taylor that did it. Go Broncos. Yep. It was Trapuca to Taylor. So for Frank Trapuca and Lionel Taylor, I am Jess Place, joined with Casey Barrett, photographer of MileHighReport.com, and Tim Lynch. Thank you for listening. And this week, Mile High Report. Dot com is the place to be for all your Hall of Fame coverage and excitement because we'll be there and it's going to be great.